sensation and sounds built to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work back Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so it's April, and at Well and Good, we're celebrating Earth Month and focusing many of our conversations this month around climate. I'm director of podcast Taylor Camille, and today talking with my colleague, Well and Good lifestyle editor Erica Sloan, about the people we've come to know who are making changes in the climate space and making how we move through our day-to-day lives more sustainable. So Erica, I'd love to hear from you about how you came across our guests that we're talking to today at Cabinet Health and how it relates to what you're reporting on at Well and Good for this month. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me, Taylor. I originally came upon Cabinet when I was working on research for my trend feature last year on quote unquote clean medication companies. So, companies rethinking the pharmaceutical process of how different, mostly over the counter medications are created and thinking about the ingredients that go in aside from the active ingredients. So, those fillers, things like that, working to eliminate those fillers or replace them with fillers that are not known to cause damage to bodies or animals. And when I came across Cabinet, I was mostly interested in, at first in their testing process for creating those drugs, but I realized they have a really big mission in the sustainability space outside of the product itself in order to de- plasticize, if that's a word, uh, remove plastic from the pharma industry. And this was something that I did not even realize was a problem or ever think about. Uh, I think most people just take over-the-counter drugs, even prescriptions, and aren't really thinking about the eco-impact of that or those bottles or where they're going or trying to even recycle them because those drugs are something that you have to take or need to take. So it's not really 
a thing that's in your mind. And the folks at Cabinet totally alerted me to that being an issue. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like when you're taking medication, the first thing you're thinking about is just how can I get it and then be diligent about taking it. And so it's interesting and exciting to see people taking that next step to make it more of a mindful practice that we do rather than just checking a box. Totally. And the the products from Cabinet are these glass compostable containers that you can refill. So even from the second that you see them, it's clear, oh, these look really different from something that you would see on a drug aisle. So right away, there's that kind of clue or that change of your thought process around taking that medication and what is going to happen after you finish it uh, in terms of getting a refill versus tossing it and going to the pharmacy. Right. And so now that we're reporting on climate for April, I feel like some of your reporting that you did with trends in December is now resurfacing as we look at microplastics and that piece of the conversation. Totally. This wasn't on my radar initially that the plastics in containers not only are an environmental pollutant, but potentially can impact your health uh, if you're taking products that come from these containers. And especially if you're tossing them repeatedly, they work their way into the environment. So this definitely resurfaced for me in working on the climate issue and feels like such an appropriate time to talk about cabinet again. My name is Uchel. I'm co-founder and CEO at Cabinet Health. Uh, and on a personal level, I'm a third generation healthcare and pharmaceutical entrepreneur. Really simply, what that means is when most kids are spending their summers at camp, uh, I was spending mine in a medicine factory, uh, to be specific, in a set of manaphene factory uh, that my grandfather built from the ground up. In those early days, he was really focused on quality, affordability, and just making a good product that helps people feel better. Um, but over the generations, as I grew up in that world, I saw a massive opportunity to build a more environmentally sustainable product in the realm of medicine and healthcare more broadly. And so what I get really excited about with our mission at Cabinet to eliminate single-use plastic in medicine is that you know, we can take that three generations of medicine and pharmaceutical manufacturing expertise uh, and layer on more sustainable products to bring to consumers with that. So, Russell, how did you two meet? What's your kind of origin into stepping into this space? Sure. Well, Taylor, my name's Russell. I'm the co-founder and president of Cabinet Health. I'm an environmental and sustainable product specialist. And I started my career in state and federal legislatures. I grew up in a family where my father was a government employee. My mother was a journalist. So my dinner was a constant philosophical debate of how we can do more impact. And that's really where I, I brought, you know, in my career, I just wanted to do good. And my professional career was trying to explore that. So it started in federal state and legislature. Unknowingly, that was my first exposure to sustainability. I got one of the first laws on the plastic bag taxes in Virginia. I then tried to find something more tangible that was more impactful and tried my hand in the private sector where I worked in building nonprofits and social enterprises that were community focused, but helped them become more innovative, more scalable, more relevant. And that's really where I cut my teeth on mission-driven branding, sustainable product development. And it's also where I met my best friend, Ach. We were on a road trip in a project in Bosnia and Herzegovina and finding ways to use local banks to energize artists and communities. And we kind of looked at each other and said, well, gosh, we got to start something on our own right. Had no idea what that was. Uh, and I actually took a pause professionally, joined the army, 
to understand how do I focus on addressing natural disasters and climate change and coming back full circle after service, thought, how do we bring Acha's background on medical supply chains to the world of sustainability, ultimately creating cabinet? Amazing story. Amazing, just like marriage of minds and desires and, and interests. I feel like it couldn't be more like kismet. So what really, you know, sets cabinet apart from what we've seen in the space in the past? I'll, I'll start with Cabinet Health is a sustainable healthcare company that sells and manufactures over-the-counter medicines, supplements, and prescriptions in fully sustainable and compostable packaging that we invented and make ourselves. And what makes Cabinet different is we're really focused on the connection between your health and the environment and the environment and your health, focused in on the plastic waste problem. The pharmaceutical industry and the healthcare industry is a massive plastic waste producer. It produces about 190 billion single-use plastic medicine bottles every single year, of which only a small portion of those, roughly like 2 to 3%, depending where you are, are actually recycled. The vast majority end up in oceans, landfills, into our air, et cetera. And Taylor, if we just stop there, that in its own right is a reason for action, is how do you... How do we stop the unnecessary single-use plastic medicine problem that's contributing to public health concerns, climate change, et cetera? But what makes it most concerning to Achel and I is that fundamentally, it's a healthcare problem. Mike, we consume upwards of a credit card worth of plastic through microplastics every single week. And so Ach and I feel really passionate about, number one, building a company that focuses on plastic being a healthcare problem and finding ways to solve that. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Now felt like a good time to check back in with Erica. So Erica, we have that stat about we're consuming a credit card's worth of plastic through microplastics every single week. I mean, it's like 52 credit cards, I guess, in a year. Can you unpack that stat? And are people actually consuming this much plastic? Um, and if so, how is that happening? Yeah, great question. That statistic has been 
really widely reported. I think even we reported on it at the time a couple years ago. And since then, scientists in this space have tried to roll it back a little bit um, because, not to get too nerdy, but it was created as part of an extrapolation by scientists who were looking at what the largest possible number of microplastics could be that we are consuming on a regular basis. And it was what one of the sources I spoke to called uh, a punt, Uh, basically an extrapolation based on an extrapolation based on an extrapolation (laughs) to land at a number that is perhaps higher or perhaps accurate to what we're consuming. Mm -hmm. But the way that that's happening is primarily through actually the air that we are breathing inside of our homes is filled with microplastics that break off from consumer plastic products that we have, make their way into the air, are swirling around the air. And actually, scientists have found that they land on the food that we eat and we consume them that way. But at the same time, there is a portion that's actually in the food that we eat based on eating things like fish who have consumed microplastics in the ocean or even terrestrial animals, proteins that are eating microplastics because microplastics are floating in the soil that is being used to grow the plants that they eat. So there are a lot of ways that microplastics make their way into human bodies. Of course, walking around outside is another way. There are multiple different avenues through which you're consuming, inhaling microplastics. Whether we know it's a credit card's worth per week (laughs) is not entirely clear. Yeah. Okay. Yet to be seen. (laughs) Then when we look at the environment, we hear a lot about plastics and like single use plastics, you know, try to limit your use of straws or plastic bottles because these are piling up in landfills and in oceans. But can you walk me through like microplastics as a problem, like tiny plastics everywhere in our environment? Like what what does that look like? Because I think that's harder to pinpoint than like our bottles or our straws. Totally. This is why we're only hearing about microplastics now is because the research started, you know, with the obvious, the plastic bottles, the bags floating around, Mm -hmm. which certainly is no good. But what researchers have found in the past few years uh, is that all of these items, these single use plastic items, once they're out in the world, they start breaking down. So we often hear that plastic is forever. I have found in my research, it's not really that plastic lasts forever. It's that plastic breaks down forever into smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. and smaller pieces, basically to infinity uh, when it comes into contact with heat. So the sun, physical friction, um, water. It was only recently that science has found these tiny microplastics floating in the air. They've been found in places really far from urban centers. So we know that they're being picked up by the wind. They're traveling long distances and also settling into soil and making their way into plants. Yeah, that's really frightening of this. I just seeing like this infinite, almost like a snowstorm of plastic waste. So then when we take a look at that connection, what is the connection between the microplastic pollution and human health? Is this really a public health issue? Right. So there's two different ways that I look at this. So microplastic pollution in the environment impacting us directly by causing changes to the ecosystems that we rely on. And then microplastic pollution, as I mentioned, in our bodies and causing a health issue from there. When microplastics make their way into oceans, we see fish eating them. They work their way up the food chain so that 
small fish can eat them, bigger fish eat those small fish and so on, so that the largest Mm -hmm. ones are the ones really filled with microplastics and it does cause harm to fish. So this disrupts Mm -hmm. ecosystems, the food that we rely on from the ocean. Uh, We also know that microplastics in the ocean potentially can influence the ocean's ability to trap and store carbon, which is really a necessary step for mitigating greenhouse gas emissions and keeping our temperature down. Uh, We also see microplastics swirling around in soil, influencing the microbiome there and causing, you know, slower plant growth or causing earthworms to die. And then the plants can't grow without the action of the earthworms. So all of these things create an impact on ecosystems that we rely on for food. So that's kind of indirectly how microplastics being truly everything everywhere all at once is causing a problem uh, for people indirectly or a, a public health issue. The question on what happens once the microplastics are inside our body is much harder to research. Certainly, scientists can't just ask people to eat a bunch of microplastics or inhale a bunch of microplastics and see what happens. So there haven't been great Mm -hmm. studies on people. It's also really interesting. One of the researchers I spoke to mentioned that there isn't a control group of people who haven't been exposed Mm -hmm. uh, to compare to in a a large population study. So it's actually really hard to tell what we do know is that it's not looking great based on the lab tests, which of course are not being done in people, but in models of human organs in animals. Those lab tests do point to damage when microplastics can enter cells, causing cell changes, causing cell death. We've seen them in all parts of the body so far. Researchers have found them in deep in the lungs, mm. Mm. in human blood. So they certainly are making their way throughout the body. And the fact that these plastics can be small enough to enter cells is really concerning. So even though we can't say definitively that the plastics themselves are causing a problem in the body, we know that they're there. We know that they're there in large quantities. And one other thing I didn't mention is we know that they contain chemicals. So that creates another question mark, which is all to say there's enough out there to know that this likely is not a good thing uh, for humans to be amassing within their systems. Lots of question marks, but what we can do is start to change our habits in small ways, avoiding single-use plastics that, as Erica shared, truly just multiply and make their way into so many parts of our lives. We can support the work of climate activists and other entrepreneurs who we will be reporting on this Earth Month, and companies like Cabinet are one of them. They're on a mission to eliminate single-use plastics in medicine, and they're getting there, transforming one cabinet at a time with hopes to gain enough momentum to open plastic-free pharmacies. I think ultimately it's about finding the ways to put more care into our bodies, which in turn will be putting more care into our environment. On today's show, you heard me in conversation with Well and Good's very own Erica Sloan and Achal and Russell from Cabinet Health. This episode was scripted, edited, and mastered by Haley Pascalides and produced by Jen Snyder, Abby Stone, and myself, Taylor Camille, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. Our theme music was created by Madeline Lukomsky and Matt Dinamenico. Our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share.